Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing you the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I want to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer. As I say every episode, all that is good about this podcast is because of him. I own what isn't. But I thank you so much for for taking time to participate in this podcast by listening. Uh, If you want to help us out, let your friends, family, let everyone know uh, about this podcast. Um, It's a great way to introduce them to Crosswinds. They're already a part of Crosswinds. It's a great way to introduce them to people of Crosswinds and sort of what our heart is and and where God has taken us. If you want to learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds, I just want to encourage you to go to crosswinds.church. That's our website, and you can find out all things about us there. Well, again, I'm excited to have with us uh, two great guests. Uh, one is a return guest, uh, Betty Ryan, uh, is our executive pastor. Uh, and then we have Greg Emerson, who's here with us, first-time guest. And, and we're going to be focusing on Celebrate Recovery, a ministry that's been a part of the church for how many years, Betty? Fifteen or so years yeah. we've been a part of this. Very exciting. Doesn't feel like that long, though. It is a it is a core part of our church, and uh, I like to say as lead pastor, very quickly coming here, nearly eight years ago now, I realized not just the benefit that Celebrate Recovery had had on individuals, uh, but really on the church as a whole. Uh, so many people have come through the program. What would be your guesstimate of how many people have actually been a part of Celebrate Recovery over the years? I'm throwing questions out. Just give me a look. If you could see it, I'd be in trouble. I think it would be thousands, yeah. certainly, because we've been meeting for 15 years, 52 weeks out of the year, yeah. and we have a few new people who come every single week. So if you just add up the new people, you know, it's many, many, many. And so, uh, and sometimes God plants a seed and they come back. You just never know what's going to happen in your life when you attend one time. And so we see the benefit, of, as you start to hear the ministry of sober recovery, we, we see the benefit, again, not just to an individual, but I believe for the church as a whole. Uh, we, we, uh, we here at uh, Crosswinds, we, we embrace the messiness. Uh, we, we realize that people are messy and that what, what, makes it, what makes us sacred, what makes it a sacred mess is God, that God does the work. Well, I'm going to stop talking here. I, I want to hear a little bit about Greg. Uh, usually we start and let both sort of share their story, and, and Betty will be sharing a little bit of her story. But I want to, if you haven't heard it, I want you to go back to episode four. Episode four of our podcast, Betty shares her testimony, a, a fuller testimony, and, and you'll be uh, definitely, it'll, it'll be something you want to listen to. That's episode four uh, of, the, of our podcast, Unleashed. And, and so we're going to start off then. Greg, tell me a little bit about yourself, um, how you came to Christ, how you came to Crosswinds, how you came to CR. Well, Craig, you mentioned a mess. Um, I was a mess uh, 16 years ago. Uh, when I came to Celebrate Recovery and Crosswinds for my first time. Um, how I got there, that's quite a story. I'd love to share that with somebody. If you want to join us on a Friday night at Celebrate Recovery, I'll tell you my story. But uh, um, 16 years ago, uh, I was an alcoholic, drug addict. Uh, my marriage had failed because of my uh, my addictions. Um, I My relationship with my two uh, sons was totally stressed, um, and it came from a lot of hurts that I caused. Um, but hurt people hurt people, and um, I came to celebrate recovery looking for some healing. I had 
a sister who followed Christ her whole life. And for 30 years, she prayed for me. 30 years, she prayed for me. And I always used to say, keep it up, sis. You know, I need it. And kind of laughed about it and joked about it. But I really believe it's her prayers that brought me to Crosswinds, brought me to Celebrate Recovery, and finally had me facing what I had been in denial about, that it was me that was the problem, not everybody else around me, which was so easy to do to blame all of my problems on everybody else and not take accountability of myself for myself. But um, then I, a miracle happened, uh, Craig, Betty. Uh, Betty knows she's been with me through this entire journey. It was 15 years ago when I walked through the doors. Um, and God got a hold of me and turned everything around. And, uh, you know, today, um, hey, I wish I could say that life is just real easy, um, but it's not. But now it's manageable. And um, God gives me the strength to get through the challenges that I will face and do face every single day. That's amazing. And it's so true. Uh, Greg, let me ask you, was it CR, like Celebrate Recovery to Crosswinds or Crosswinds to Celebrate Recovery? I know that Celebrate Recovery is Crosswinds, but uh, I mean, like, did you come to a Sunday morning, then go to a Celebrate Recovery service? Or was it the other way around? You know, um, Craig, it was, I came to Crosswinds first on a Sunday morning. And my sister, of course, brought me to Crosswinds for a service. And then she kept whispering, you know, they have a Celebrate Recovery here. And um, I wasn't quite sure about that. Um, you know, I, I, I was, I had just accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior in 2006. So I was all kind of fresh and new in all of this. And, you know, I just wasn't sure, you know, of where it w I was going to go with this. And my sister would whisper about Celebrate Recovery. And uh, on a Friday night, I decided I was going to come to Celebrate Recovery. And uh, this was after coming to Crosswinds for a few weeks. And Greg, it's real easy, right? I got to the parking lot, couldn't get that darn car door open, and I turned around and left. Um, but my sister prayed. Um, other people um, were around me. And I came back. And uh, then celebrate. I got started on celebrate. You figured out how to get the car door open the next time. <laughs> I made it out of the car. I am oh, so glad Lord. that I got out of that car yeah. the second time I yeah. came. You know, I, I think that's good for people to hear. Uh, I remember as a teenager, we had moved to Florida, and the first night I went to what would become my church, uh, not knowing at the time I was invited. And I remember if it weren't for my mom who helped me get the door open, um, I don't think I would have went in. I, I think it's a normal. Uh, reaction to the unknown and, and all the things that we're dealing with. And so I, I'm glad you shared that because I'm sure there's more than one person out there who can relate to to showing up somewhere, especially church or, or something like Celebrate Recovery. And the first time the door just didn't work. Uh, but, but thank God they went to the next time and they figured it out. They figured it out. So God's so good with that. Betty, help us out here. We've already talked about Celebrate Recovery as if everyone listening already knows what it is. Oh, unfortunately, they don't. <laughs> right. right? And so, so give us an idea. Let's 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 celebrate recovery. What is it? Um, it's a part of Crosswinds, but not everyone who's a part of it is a part of Crosswinds. And, and so, talk about 
what it is and the type of people who are there, you know, not who, but the type. Sure. It's a confidential ministry. I, you know, I, I can even start with that. When you say that who's there, it's confidential but open to anybody to come, right? So if you're curious and you just want to learn a little bit more, we'd love to have you join us for uh, Crosswinds Celebrate Recovery. It's on Friday nights. Others what time? Friday nights, and it starts at 6 o'clock. We actually have a fellowship, or a, you know, a time community where people join together. Sometimes we eat dinner together. We just chat, have a cup of coffee, and the actual service starts at 7 um, and then from there, we worship together because it is a Christ-centered recovery program. So we worship together. We have a teaching that really talks about what it means to be in recovery, very much recovery-based. And if, you, if you're familiar with the 12 steps of some of the other programs, we go into detail on those 12 steps and what that means for your life. Uh, and then we have an opportunity for people to join together in conversation and something we call um, smaller groups. And uh, we have some guidelines that we follow in those small groups that keep it safe. So when you come, it's not a free-for-all. It's not that somebody's going to be able to ask you questions if, you, if you're if you not ready yet to share those questions. I love, Greg, that you said you took you a minute to open that car door for the first time. And now I know because you've shared it with me, you carry those coins so that you can share with other people wherever you are um, what it's meant in your life. And so I really And the coins are, are mile markers sort of? Or? Absolutely. So the coins are um, like 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, all of those things. And the one thing that we share at Celebrate Recovery is – Maybe there's something that you need to give up. Maybe there's something you need to start. So either way, we want you to celebrate um, with the coins that we give out. And we do them publicly so people can celebrate with you, but we can do them privately as well. It doesn't have to be that way. Um, but it's for people who have a hurt, a habit, or a hang-up. So I think that's the confusing part. Everybody hears the word recovery, and they forget we all need recovery from things. It's not just from – and I don't – you know, I have to pull back a minute. It's, I don't mean to word, use the word just. It's not only um, drugs and alcohol. It is definitely anybody who struggles with those things or types of addiction from gambling to uh, whatever you can imagine. People come to celebrate recovery to um, stop what is blocking their relationship with Christ and their relationship with others. And those are the habits. But then we have the hurts and the hangups. And the hurts are things that have happened in your life uh, that hold you back, keep you stuck if you will. It could be uh, something with abuse. It could be something that keeps you stuck, a hurt that you created in your own life, or maybe something that was perpetrated upon you. Uh, those are hurts. The habits um, we've already talked about, and then the hang-ups are things, and this is what I came to celebrate recovery for, because I had a lot of resentments, anger, fear, all of those types of things. But those are things that blocked me and my ability to know God and to make him known to others. And so Celebrate Recovery is full circle. And it's funny, you say, what is, you know, participants who come to Celebrate Recovery versus the congregation members who come to church, I think they could all be one in the same. Sure, absolutely. So we think that everybody could benefit. Not everybody finds the right phase in their life that they're going to be at Celebrate Recovery, and that's okay. But if there's anything that you're working through even right now in your life today— there are Celebrate Recoveries all over the world. And if you're listening and you're close to Crosswinds, we would love to invite you to come, and it's a safe place. It's uh, We stress the opportunity, or not, we stress the uh, anonymity and confidentiality is very, very important with our ministry because although I'm happy to share, not everybody is, and you may not be when you come that very first time. So our desire is to make the ministry safe and to watch that carefully so that you can feel like you have a place to come and share and heal. You know, I've been um, 
exposed to celebrate recovery at other churches, heard stories, but never had I pastored a church that had celebrate recovery. And so I was excited to be here at Crosswinds where this, this ministry had been rooted in this church. Uh, but one of the things that, that I always joke about is, you know, it is, it is a, definitely a ministry that, that keeps people's names and their stories confidential, but the individuals don't usually with their own. Like, I was amazed at how many people would come up to me and celebrate what God was doing in their life through Celebrate Recovery, never breaking the confidence of anyone else, never telling anyone else's story. But it reminds me so much of the Gospels of people where they were touched by Jesus. And Jesus, even at the time, said, you know, don't go tell anybody. And it's like, yeah, right. You know, they're out telling everybody, you know, look what Jesus did in my life. And you just see that type of life change from all types of things, from pornography addiction to, to codependency. To, I mean, you know, and I think that recovery word is something that people just fixate on. And, and yet you're right. Every Everyone needs recovery. And, um, you know... One of the things that you do, you talked about, is sort of the the, the twelve, you know, uh, the twelve uh, steps there. Talk a little bit about the twelve steps, Craig. Help us for someone out there who said, "Well, I've heard of twelve steps," and that what AA does too. You know, what are the what, what is that? Uh, well, the twelve steps to recovery. They're you know the you know the first one's denial, um, facing your denial. Now, when we talk about the twelve steps here through Celebrate Recovery, they're the same 12 steps that if you're familiar with the secular AA, they're the same steps. What differentiates Celebrate Recovery is our higher power is Jesus Christ. Um, we, there is no denying that. Um, in the secular 12 steps, um, a higher power can be determined by the individual, whatever they want to look to for strength. But in Celebrate Recovery, it is Jesus Christ. So the 12 steps take you through, uh, like Betty said, we we teach on the 12 steps, um, you know, talking about denial, talking about accepting Jesus Christ as your higher power, um, working through an inventory, a moral inventory for, you know, things that you've done wrong, um, things that have been done wrong towards you, and then making amends and offering forgiveness and seeking forgiveness. Uh, all those steps is what takes us through Celebrate Recovery and where you find the healing. You know, the inventory, they call it a moral inventory, and that's where you're looking at things that, and this is this is where you really have to step out and say, I've done this person wrong. and But you get to look at what you've done wrong and what some other people have done wrong to you, and that's where you begin to see a pattern of where I said earlier, hurt people hurt people. You know, I was hurt. And then I started hurting people. And, you know, you, you've got to look at this and write it down. And it's like oh, so many light bulbs came on when I was able to write this stuff out. And that, that's why we say it's not just a let's talk about this. Um, in a 12-step, you actually have to do this inventory and write it out and then share that with someone else. Um, you know, confess your sins to to God, uh, to yourself, to God, and to someone you trust. Um, you have to share this inventory with somebody else. And what's so cool about it is there's things that I had done in my life that I was not proud of um, at all. There was, I had secrets. I had stuff that I had put in that closet, you know, on the top shelf, you know, and kind of buried it and don't, let's not look at that again. 
I had to dig that out of my closet and I had to look at that and I had to either make amends for that um, somehow, but actually just deal with it. And I had found some things that had happened to me that I had done in my teenage years. Um, I remember I had one thing in particular that I had done that was I was not very proud of that I actually shared with uh, a sponsor, which we'll talk about that a little bit more, but that was somebody I trusted. And I had never admitted that to anybody else in my entire life. And what was amazing is I found this freedom. Not, I wasn't afraid to admit it. I had done the work through the 12 steps, but then I admitted this and this person who I trusted just loved me, didn't, there was no reaction like, oh my gosh, you did what? It was, okay, now that's over. It's gone. It's done. And that's what Jesus Christ <laughs> did for us. It's over. It's finished. You know, once you can admit that. So the 12 steps is quite a process. I, I could go on and on, but uh, no, there's a great. little snapshot. You know, uh, but I was thinking as you were talking there, you know, just as much as we certainly are in agreement that the higher power is Jesus Christ. He's our Lord and Savior. Um, and, and it's all where you're at. Whoever's listening to this, where they are in their spiritual journey to, to understand what that means about Christ being their Savior, right? But equally so, maybe there, there are many people, even in churches, who don't believe there's such a thing as a devil. And, and as much as we believe in Jesus, we know there's an enemy, and that enemy is a liar. And, and I believe one of, the, one of the big lies he tells us is, if you share that, you will become less. If you hold on to that, you'll become more, right? And, and the reality of it, just hearing you share, it was like, no, 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 he's a liar. When you went to a trusted person, and, and that's key, right? Not, not everybody's in a place to be that trusted person, but when you go to a trusted person, loves Jesus, loves you, and share such a thing, there's freedom, and there's power, and, and the enemy's put on his face, and that's where I like him to be. And, um, and, and so, you know, uh, you know, when there's people maybe listening out there and saying, I could never do that. Um, if they just heard my story, they, you know, all those type of fears that we have and the enemies is whispering in our ear, you know, they're, you know, he's saying no, except, you know, they're not going to accept. No, in Christ, in Christ, we all have things that we need to, to, to hand over to him. We all have hurts, habits, hangups. That's just, that's just the way it is. No one's unique in that. Uh, we're all together in the same thing. But power comes when we allow the Lord to, to, to bring that, which we've, I love what you said, put in the closet in the back shelf behind stuff. When we've actually pulled that out and, and allowed that trusted few to see it and then let God bring healing. And so I, that's just, uh, as, as you were sharing that, I thought, you know, we, we, yeah, we believe in Jesus, but we do know there's an enemy. We believe in him too. That, that's trying to keep us from those things. It was the enemy who was trying to, to, to not have you open the door probably even the second time, and yet the Lord's more powerful than that. The prayers of, uh, of a righteous sister, right, accomplished much. And so that's just, that's just a powerful thing. So you got to 12 steps, Betty. I know there's 12-step studies. So, so talk to me, because I've been, I've been on, on Friday nights. I've heard testimonies, you know, and, and, and so a lot of people come up to me and say, I'm giving my testimony on Friday. Can you come? And if I can come, I'm there. And, and so I've, 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 you go through the 12 steps, but what's a 12-step study? Yeah, a 12-step study is on a different night of the week. It's like I liken it to those who might attend church on Sunday mornings and go to their small group 
So people attend to celebrate recovery on a Friday night, and they get the overall teaching and the fellowship and the worship and some of the basics to help them get started. And then they go through a 12-step, which is really a personal journey. And it's a personal journey of understanding those things in your life that have brought you to where you are today. Um, I often say uh, we need to journey through those hurts, habits, and hangups. We don't want to live there, but we've got to journey through them so that we can uh, find that freedom and that healing that we need. So a 12-step takes about a year. And you go through uh, four different studies that are guided with questions. And I love the very first question in the very first book says, what are you in control of? And so, of course, you sit down, you open that for the very first time, and you're in control of all kinds of things. And then you get further into the study, the second or the third book, and it says again, what are you in control of? And you begin to realize what you are not in control of. And that's where some of the pressure is relieved. And you can just start living your life in freedom and in Christ, knowing that he has so much for each and every one of us. And that hasn't changed. He created a story for you, and that has not changed because of something that happened in the past. Maybe we took a pause or we took a wrong turn, but he's got us right back on track, and that story is not going to change for us. He still has opportunities for us, so don't let that stop you. And those 12 steps get to the meat and the heart of um, what's going on. And I'll tell you that some of um, some of us who've been there a long time, I get the opportunity now to lead step studies, but I don't just lead them. I would love to say I help facilitate them because every time I do one, God shows me something new. So when you're leading, you're actually going through the steps again. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not to um, it's not to redo what I've already done. It's not to go back and say, okay, I looked at that. Now I got to look at it again, unless I'm not free of it. But I love the idea of the peeling of an onion. We use that analogy a lot. You take away the first layer, and then there's more, and there's more, and there's more. Not because our life is full of um, all kinds of destruction, but there's joy in there too. Maybe he wants to reveal some of those things to us. We balance our inventories that Greg spoke of earlier between the good and the bad. We're in, all of our life has not been bad and struggle. There's good in there, and so we balance that. But in the step studies, we find that something is revealed. Maybe it is an addiction or a big hurt in your life or something that you need to overcome, some hang-up. But then as you're working through that, he begins to reveal other things to you, the reasons why some of those happened. And it's amazing to continue to take that journey and go deeper and deeper. It reminds me of my relationship with Jesus. I didn't get it all on the first day. Uh, Not that he didn't offer all of this, right? But then every day that I open his word, he teaches me something new. And it's an amazing, wonderful journey. So as we're sort of winding down our first first talk, and by the way, uh, they have uh, graciously agreed to be a part of another episode uh, for next week. But what final word would you give? Or, you know, we're, we're going to dig a little more into the, the ministry of CR uh, in our next episode. But what final word? And Betty, we'll start with you, Greg, then we'll go to you. Um, what final word would you offer to those who are listening? First of all, don't, don't allow your fears to dictate the next step that you take. Um, one of the things that I heard recently was don't live, um, live rather, let, let me put this in a positive, live unapologetically. Move forward and don't be stuck in your limitations because we can live in God's uh, opportunities and purpose for us. And those limitations will just hurt us and those around us. Actually. What do you mean by limitations? I think if I am stuck by a hang-up of unworthiness or uh, I'm not good enough or I should do this or I can't do this, 
I've created those limitations on myself. Rather, God has possibilities that, you know what, on my own, you're right, I can't do. But with his power and forgiveness and grace and him showing me the possibilities, I will make mistakes. I will have to pick myself back up again with his help, but he has so much more planned. And what a joy that is to live in a life like that. Greg, how about you? Um, Celebrate Recovery is about relationships and uh, relationships with others that are in, got the same kind of things going on that you may have. But, you know, one thing I did learn was don't hesitate to come because you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, coming to Celebrate Recovery, you'll get to learn about Jesus Christ and You get to choose, of course, what you want to do, but Celebrate Recovery can show you and introduce you to what Jesus Christ can do in your life as you see others and what he's done in their lives. So don't let not having a relationship with Jesus Christ hinder you from coming to see our. That's a powerful word and a great invitation there. Well, for now, I just want to encourage you to join me next week. Um, Betty and Greg will be back. We're going to dig a, a little further into Celebrate Recovery, this amazing ministry that's, that's really doing miracles in the lives of people. Um, for now, I just want to encourage you to check out crosswinds.church. You can actually find out more about even Celebrate Recovery uh, by going to our website. And so if they're, if they're saying some things, even the night in which they meet, and you're like, I, I didn't remember that, if you remember crosswinds.church, um, you'll you'll be able to find out all things Crosswinds and, and through that all things Subway Recovery as far as being able to, to connect. And if you want more information, you can even request it there. But for now, be blessed and bless others. And I hope to have you back next week. 